this is the gist of trifix. It's that the types are combining to create an overall flavor. Mm. So like I was saying, a nine with a two fix and a five fix is going to be different than a nine with a two fix and a six fix pretty significantly, even though it's only one number different. guys welcome back to not my type this is malia this is jack here and uh today we're going to be talking about trifixes um i feel like i should just give my butchered version of it and then you should like correct me you know what i'm saying so okay my 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 butchered version of the of the trifix is like how i explain it to people um is basically like there are three centers you have your core type in one of the centers, but you know, you still exist in the other center. So like if there's three centers and there's body, heart and mind, then even though your, your core type is in the body center, like you still have a mind and a heart that you're engaging with the world in. And so the trifix is kind of explains, um, more of the the depth to the Enneagram and also how like a nine who has a, uh, this kind of trifix can be different than a nine that has another kind of trifix. Would you agree or ex- yes. expand on that? I would agree. Yeah. Yes. So since Malia used the example of a nine, basically nine, nine is a body type and the body. I mean, we think about the nature of the body as something that separates us from other people. It's like, mm. it contains us and like no one else wears our body the way we do. No one else experiences our, our bodily sensations the way we do. So the body represents the way that we boundary our ego and mm. attempt to assert or not assert our very presence. So if someone is a core nine, basically the way they're handling their ego boundaries is with diffusion and like a lack of boundaries externally so that they can remain unaffected internally in this really central hidden way. Um, but they still have a heart and the heart space mm. is the image that we present to the world. So two, three, and four all present different images. So you can get a nine that has a two fix and they're going to be more concerned about appearing helpful and kind and generous. Mm. Doesn't mean that they're suddenly a two, but it means that the image that they've learned to effectively present to the world is a two-ish image. Mm -hmm. Uh, Likewise, you can have a, a nine with a three fix and they're more concerned about being able to set aside their emotions and, um, being seen as successful or hardworking or um, very accomplished or adaptable, whatever you want to say about that. Um, or a nine with a four fix would be more concerned about their own, their own personal feelings than other nines might be mm. um, more concerned about their image of separation and uniqueness. So there's a flavor with a four fix that wants to be seen as special regardless of type. And so that's a, that's like a little brief description of the heart heart fixes um but the head fixes deal with how we think about intellectual concepts or deal with the mind in general Mm -hmm. so you could get a nine with a two fix and a five fix um but that is going to look different than a nine with a that with a two fix and a six fix see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so like you can have nine and two together uh, but if you have a five fix a six fix or a seven fix it's going to look different so basically we'll jump into the nuance of each fix and how they combine whatever in a second. But overall, if you haven't caught on, this is the, this is the gist of trifix. It's that the types are combining 
to create an overall flavor. Mm. So like I was saying, a nine with a two fix and a five fix is going to be different than a nine with a two fix and a six fix pretty significantly, even though it's only one number different. You know what I'm saying? Nine, two, six versus nine, two, five. It doesn't seem terribly different, but it, it is different. So um, we're going to just unpack that. Um, but as a general gist, you think about the similarities between certain types and the differences between certain types. And so when you mm. get fixes that are, um, of course, still different core types, um, they're going to manifest with the traits that they share more prominently. So for example, a nine with the two fix that like, what, what are the shared traits there? There's, there's selflessness, there's generosity, there's, um, a kind of like sweetness or likability between nine and two. Mm. Um, but a nine with a three fix is going to manifest different qualities. Think about what nine and three share, which is like adaptability, um, kind of an, an ability to just connect at any level, regardless of, um, the differences between people, whatever it might be. There's this added adaptability when nine and three combine versus an added, uh, sweetness or personability when nine and two combine. See what I'm saying? That's mm, the general yeah, difference. Right. And I think that systematically the Enneagram explains motivation really well, but when people are looking for the Enneagram to explain behavior, um, that's when trifixes start being helpful. Like that's not the point of the Enneagram, but it explains why um, two nines who share similar motivations could look very different because they have different, you know, like you were saying, like different images that they're presenting. Yeah. So of course, like no one's exactly the same and motivation isn't as simple as like just wanting harmony or equilibrium at nine, right. you know, but a nine with four and five fixes is going to look super different than a nine with two and seven fixes. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of Amelia and I have hinted at this in prior episodes. Uh, but in our last episode, we talked about just the way we had misunderstood Malia's type structure. And I think that this like prepping for this episode and thinking about trifix and studying trifix and doing my best to understand like the information that I had at hand it was helpful for me to realize that like, no matter which way I put it, um, Malia always was going to have a lot of seven in her and a lot of six in her. And the point is she doesn't have both a six fix and a seven fix. And seven was obviously her dominant strategy in the headspace. But we were thinking through all these other uh, possible trifixes with if she were a core two and none of it made sense. So right. this is, I think this is a helpful thing to think about the, the fact that like, Trifix, you shouldn't use trifix to help you find your core type. You should, you should know your core type separately beforehand. So I think like, if you don't know your core type yet, this episode might just make things more confusing for you. Um, yeah. Because then you're going to be like trying to grasp at the general flavor when that, that occurs when three types combine. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it is really helpful uh, for understanding the way people are different just like people are different, even amongst the same core type, even amongst the same instinctual stacking, people are going to be different if they have different trifix. Mm -hmm. um, so where should we start with getting more nitty gritty into it? I guess we should just start at the heart. Um, sure. Yeah. If you have a two fix, no matter what your core type is, you could be a seven with a two fix. You could be a five with a two fix. You could be a nine with a two fix. doesn't mean you're suddenly a two. You're not going to suddenly be the most selfless person in the world necessarily, whatever. What it means is that there's an added sense of responsibility to others. Um, mm. So I think it's important to think about the fact that like twos in general, like core twos have this persistent sense of, I must be seen as, of, as a person who's friendly and helpful and kind. 
And so even if you're not a core two, you might not have that persistent message running through your head, but there will be these hints of obligation to others and feeling like other people's feelings are more important than my own, or I should avoid being selfish um, Mm. because that's not a good thing. Of course, like anyone can want to not be selfish, um, but a two fix is going to be more concerned about appearing selfless or uh, fulfilling their relational obligations than a three fix or a four fix will. Right. I have a question about the image um, fixes in general. When does this image happen? Like, is this image something that is constantly there or, um, or is it wrong to say like, this is the image that you present when you first meet people. And then when you get to know them, it kind of unravels into more of their core type and you can see maybe who they really are. I think it's, yeah, that's a good question. I, I think it's it's generally pretty persistent. You know, it doesn't mm. mean that you will definitely confuse them for that type. You know, like if mm-hmm. if you're a core nine, you're not likely to to be confused for a three, probably. Um, but I suppose it's possible. But overall, it's not about this image isn't about like your first impression. You know what I'm saying? Like this this doesn't have to do with first impression necessarily. What it has to okay. do with is this this sense over time of how you feel you should appear to the world. Mm-hmm. So a four fix is going to make an individual feel like they should be different or they should be separate. Um, and so there's going to be some degree of pushing away in the way they present themselves to the world, um, mm-hmm. making, making myself different, making myself more self-aware or whatever. Um, a three fix of course is going to be that sense of there's, there's this should appear successful. There's this, I should appear um, adaptable and, kind of admirable so i have another question about this um when you're trying to determine your fix because it's an image oriented uh fix for the heart types is it something that you can see or is this more something that people close to you should should be able to tell you because if it's the image you're presenting it might not be something you're aware of I think you might be taking that concept a little too literally just because mm-hmm. consider the fact that like, I, I, maybe, maybe you can see it in uh, some people, but in general, like if you have a super withdrawn individual, let's pretend there's a core five with a nine fix. Um, and then, so let's say five and nine are the head and body fixes, but then what's their heart fix? No matter what it's going to be, if it's going to be two, three or four, you're le- a lot less likely to see that two-ishness mm. or three-ishness or four-ishness than you would in someone, let's say, who's a seven with an eight fix, because yeah. those are two really aggressive external types. Um, mm. And so you'll you'll be more likely to tell if they have a two fix or a three fix or a four fix. It doesn't mean that you can't tell with super withdrawn people. It just means, I think in general, um, this image type doesn't have to do with like how showy you are necessarily. It has to do with the way you feel you should present yourself to the world. That's the, that is a really good distinction because it's not about volume. And I think that's, that's really good. What you just said, like, it's not about how much or how little your image is in the world. It's what image is in the world when you choose to present it. I think we should just to like bounce off of this for a second, because I think that this conversation is really important. Um, The degree of image that might be apparent will be altered or affected by the body fix for a second. Let's talk about that. Mm. So let's pretend you are um, hypothetical scenario. Someone is a six and they have a three fix. 
And now let's talk about their body fix. We'll create a scenario where someone is six, three, eight, and someone is six, three, nine, and someone is six, three, one. So those, right. are, those will be different. Um, so if you are six, three, eight, the eight represents a, um, an ego boundary that is expansive and dominating. And that's, I, I protect my ego from being affected or I protect myself from being affected um, mm-hmm. by expanding in situations, asserting my opinion, asserting my, just my presence in general. So there's this flavor of dominance, even if you're a core six or whatever, there's still going to be a more outward. Um, it's like a bigger presence, you know, like our body, the body or the gut um, sort of represents our degree of presence in the world. And so if you're a six with a three fix and an eight fix, you're gonna be a lot bigger of a presence than if you're a right. six with a three fix and a nine fix, you know, because mm-hmm. then that nine fix is going to add this flavor of go with the flow presence. It's just like whatever you want and letting other people kind of direct uh, where you're going. Mm-hmm. Even so, th- so there's this flavor of like, hyper agreeability or um, being too easily pushed around with a nine fix. And so I bring this up because if you're six, three, eight, that three image is going to be a lot more visible than if you're six, three, nine, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because of the degree of presence that's showing up and how, how well that's being asserted or not. Right. Right. What would it look like for the six, three, one? Oh yeah. Six, three, one. Well, the one fix is using an ego boundary that is like really rigid internally. So mm. you sense with a- anyone with a one fix, regardless, um, anyone with a one fix is going to have some degree of like stiffness and moralism and a sense of like, I know the right way. And a one fix adds this, uh, this willingness or ability to correct the other or correct um, what's wrong or speak to um, how things ought to be. I think so like, you'll sense rigidity and you'll sense stiffness and you'll, you'll sense like a kind of like this holier than now, a little bit mentality, even if Mm. someone is like a seven or a five or a a four um, it's going to be, no matter what it is, if you have a one fix, their degree of presence is going to feel a little stiff. So six, three, one won't be as dissolved as six, three, nine, but it also won't be as loud and forceful as six, three, eight. It'll be kind of a different flavor. See what I'm saying? Cause you were talking earlier about how they, boundary the ego and can you talk about like what ego what is that what does that mean like when you're boundarying an ego what is the ego i guess that just means our degree of presence and how like body space body space wants to be autonomous eight nine and one as core types all of Mm -hmm. them want to be able to affect the world without being affected by the world so that is just sort of how like the ego in general, you could also say the personality, you could say whatever you want. Mm. Um, But the body space, as far as ego boundaries goes, deals with the way that we remain separate from others and remain our our own autonomous person. So the nine Mm. is merging with the external world by dissolving those ego boundaries, but by merging and just being super agreeable, that's sort of how they stay themselves. If you get what I'm saying, because there's that hidden stubbornness in nine that we've talked about before, like that, nine is secretly still remaining unaffected by being super agreeable because then there's no, Mm. there's still that flavor of peace and harmony. So it's like, I'm not affected or upset by this because I'm, because I'm being flexible because I'm being um, generally moldable in a way. And the one is doing that by saying like, I'm reforming the world. So I'm not being affected by what's wrong because I'm actively doing something about it. Yeah. I think that's, that's helpful. It's like this, this, the one remains autonomous by doing the right thing. That's the point. Right. It's like this flavor of be- because I'm doing the right thing, 
I don't have to really be corrected ever. That's, I mean, think about mm-hmm. like the nature of one in general, it's like, I'm already correcting myself. So then the world won't correct me. Um, right. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it the correct way. So no one's going to have to like shove me in a way, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Right. Right. Okay. So let's move on to the mind and uh, what, what are the different fixes there? Yeah. So the head fixes deal with just kind of how we enter intellectual space, uh, how we try to find security, how we deal with what's unknown. That's a big thing. Is it like the head space mm. represents how we deal with what's unknown? So like a five fix, no matter what the core type is going to, is going to manifest as a, when there's something that's unknown or there's something that's unsafe, or there's something conceptual to think about or something to problem solve or to map out in my head, the default is to move inward. So, um, and to just try and dissect it and, and conceptualize it internally. And so there's this like hyper-focus, over-focus with the five fix that makes people kind of more internal than you would see with the six or seven fix. And also in a way more secretive, because remember like five in general re- wants to um, not have to need anything from the world, but also not be needed by the world. So of course, like if you're a core two with the five fix, you still want to be needed by the other. Um, but there's going to be this extra layer of secrecy, um, extra layer of like uh, isolation, I guess, to it. Um, and so these are what we're trying to get out here is like general flavors. So consider what's shared between those types. So if you're a two with a five fix, you're going to see like two and five are both rejection types. So what's going to be mm-hmm. magnified between them, even though two and five look so opposite, what they share that's going to be magnified in the, in the trifix is this sense of like, I have something to offer the world, but I don't need anything from the world. That's going to be magnified. Mm. So like a two with a five fix is going to be more secretive and more like even more self-reliant than a two with a six fix. See what I'm saying? Right. But we'll contrast like a two with a five fix to a three with a five fix. If you have um, three and five together, that's that both of those types are competency types, which is a way they deal with, um, you know, like how they deal with problem solving or deal with any general issue in life. It's like, there's going to be this added robotic flavor that's magnified between mm-hmm. them because three and five are both sort of like, let me see this objectively. And if it's objectively seen, then I can handle it. I'm competent. Um, right. So that's like, think about what's going to be magnified between two types at a time. And this is why, of course, we save trifixes for like far down because you start to realize just how many connection points there are between all the types. And to your point, that's exactly what trifixes do. It magnifies the connection points when you are a certain trifix. And that's why the flavor, so to, so to speak, is so different between two, two people who share the same type because the other types are magnifying the other connection points that you know two nines with different trifixes wouldn't share. Yeah, I think that's really important to consider. Um, so David Gray, love that man. He created this uh, this term to conceptualize this idea of stems. So, like, let's use let's use two five eight as an example. Um, this is potential trifix. If your trifix is two five eight, there are three different stems there. So two and five is one stem. So a stem is two points in the trifix that are mm. magnifying certain traits and diminishing the traits that they don't share. So two and five is a stem, but two and eight is also a stem there. And eight and five is a stem. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. So remember, like that your core type is still the head honcho. It's still the the CEO of the personality ego structure. Um, so if your your trifix is two five eight, um, eight is subservient to five, and five is subservient to two. So two is still running the show, but um, five and eight sort of work for it. If that makes any sense, like they work for type two. But not only do they work for it, like it sounds like what you're saying is that there are there is a even a more of a hierarchy. Like you know may, maybe two is the boss, but then there's the manager at eight, and then there's like the shift super you know like the worker at five yeah so like well yeah for this example five would be the manager because they were the middle oh, one, and the mm-hmm. eight was the lowest whatever you know just right right so the third fix the third fix is the one you're, you're going to see the least and the secondary fix you'll see more and the core type of course is still the core type so that mm-hmm. explains it um but yeah this, i think this is a helpful concept uh, and we're bringing it up because we're going to soon be talking like really soon really really soon be talking about different fictional narratives. And I think like we were, um, we're planning on talking about Harry Potter next in, in the next episode. Cause that's what people voted on. Um, but a big thing that I was realizing as we were watching is that like, when you're trying to type a fictional character, because fictional characters are fictional people and they're not actually limited by type structure, the way real humans are, um, there's this sort of like, you have to do this dance of trying to pick up the flavor of the type, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So sometimes it's really obvious. Some characters, it's really obvious what their type is. Um, but other characters, it's harder to grasp. And so as we were watching the Harry Potter movies, I realized how essential Trifix is to talking about character structure um, because you can get two different characters in the same story that are both nines, um, but have completely different uh, heart and head fixes and thus mm. they look super different. So that is, that's kind of why we're entering this conversation. And I think it's important to remember like, one different fix, one just one number difference is going to make a huge difference in the flavor of the type. So like we were mm-hmm. just talking about 258, let's compare 258 with 251. Just that that's a little simple example, but th- now there's only one shared stem between those two trifixes. You know, like both 258 and 251 have that 25 stem in there. Mm-hmm. But for the 251, now there's a one and five stem, which is going to magnify the competency again. But there's also now a one and two stem, which is going to double dependent, double superego types, as opposed so, to two five eight. Yeah, let, let's and let's take those same examples and kind of like demagnify it for a second. Like, what is the general flavor difference? You know, like that is the really extreme specific f- difference with their different stems. But if you were to like take a step back, the difference between two five eight and two five one is what would the flavor difference be? Well, it's more nuanced than just like one, there's one difference, you know, like it's more nuanced than that. Like there's still both core twos in this hypothetical scenario, but two, five, eight is going to be more assertive than two, mm. five, one. Um, and two, five, one is going to be more rigid and moralistic because two, five, eight is triple rejection type. That's a big thing. So like two, five, eight is just about the most secretive type you can get right? because all three of those type structures are trying to offer something without, without um, having to expose their needs. Um, whereas two, five, one is going to, you're going to get a more rigid, um, mothering character, I guess, in a way, because think about two mm-hmm. and one combining, those are both dependent types. They both have a sense of like, I know what I should do, or I know what you should do. So let me help you. And, and they both have that five fix in there still, but like, it's going to be different because of the body fix. That's all. Yeah. We didn't yeah. even, we didn't even finish talking about 
head fixes. Yeah. I guess we should do that. Um, yeah. So like that intellectual space, we talked about five being secretive and withdrawn and um, over conceptualizing and granular focus on, on details and stuff. Um, the six fix is going to present a mind that wants external answers or respects external answers. Mm. So um, because of that, like six can be a, it's an attachment type with three and nine. And they're the most common types, the attachment types. So a six fix is going to bring some degree of like accessibility or ability to be molded um, because the attachment types all have that in their type structure mm. where it's like, I, I will shape myself around the external world. So the six mind fix is, is much more willing to trust or reference external truths than a five fix. See what I'm saying? Mm. So like yeah. the six fix wants external answers. So like a big thing I've noticed is that um, a friend of mine has a mom who is um, her trifix is two, six, eight and mine is two, seven, eight. So it's only one number difference, only one number difference, but the way we deal with mental space is so different because when she wants to deal with a concept or wants to know what's true or what's real or wants to deal with what's unknown mm. for her, her first thought is I should look to the experts. I should reference externally the people that have established thought. And that's what the six fix does is it respects what is established in a way. Whereas a five mm. fix wants internal truth or whatever, you know, um, it wants to find the answers internally by myself. And but I the think six that's fix also references the other. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think exactly what you're saying. And I think that's also evident of the self-doubt, like the mental self-doubt or the, um, constant fearing of what could go wrong there's like that's the conversation the dialogue that's going on with the six fix which is why it's so prone to asking for external sources to validate or to give information because the six fix is the mind fix that's saying let's consider all the things that that could go wrong let's consider all the ways that i could be wrong so let's go to other sources for the answer and I think because of that, a big thing about the six fix is that it hates pretentiousness because Interesting. No, matter what, what? no matter what your core type is, a six fix hates pretentiousness because it's like, I don't trust my own mind. So why are you allowed mm -hmm. to trust my own mind? Like I've noticed that's a big thing is that like my friend's mom that I was just referencing, like we were having this conversation the other day where I was really confidently just like sharing exactly what I thought. And she was sort of like, she wasn't at all fighting me or anything, but she was just kind of like, oh, well, I... I wouldn't have felt confident to say that because I don't know that, you know? And mm. that's the point is that the six fix adds this flavor of doubt or um, other referencing because it's like not really certain what's, what's true. And it doesn't think the answer, the answer is internal, you know, whereas a five fix thinks that the answer is internal. Right. But let's compare that. That's a good connection point to the seven fix that you have that allows you to assert that strongly, you know, because the seven fix is all about what could go right. Let's consider yeah. all of the possibilities. That's so true. That's so true. So I think a seven fix, obviously, like the, the same way a six fix would bring in an added layer of pessimism because it's a reactive type. Right. Um, the seven fix would bring in a flavor of optimism because it's a positive outlook type. Right. And what that means is that now there's this added layer of everything's going to go well. So when I deal with an unknown, I explore it excitedly. You know, um, so I can talk about myself, but I can also just talk about anyone who has a seven fix. There's going to be some degree of wanderlust, some degree of hopping from idea to idea, just like toying with mental space, as opposed to like carefully deconstructing it at five or like carefully walking through it and looking for reference points at six. The seven fix is going to add this flavor of, oh, 
intellectual ideas or just in general, the unknown is something to be played with and that it's fun. And it's like, it's a space of freedom in a way. Mm. Yeah. I think we should talk about for a second, like the fact that we got so confused about my type for so long because also we are so similar and you are a two, but, and I thought I was a two, but here's the, here's the kicker. And I think this is really telling of how important trifixes are is that even though we now are different types, we still share the same trifix. And I think that was very much telling when we were trying to figure it out. We were like, why are we so similar? Like, could we share the same trifix, but I be another, another, you know, type, like it didn't make sense if I was a two, like the trifix didn't make sense, but it did when I, you know, became, I guess is a weird word when we realized that I was a seven, like suddenly we could still have the same flavor, but it was, we were pushing different things. You know, the aggressiveness was pushing different kinds of core types in the trifix. Yeah. It just goes back to like which type structure was running the show. So I, I think Maybe we could be wrong about Malia. I'm pretty dang certain that my trifix is two seven eight, and as far as we can tell, I think Malia is seven two eight. So there's this um, this general flavor that combines. Like honestly, we're kind of a good example to show how trifix works. I think because you'll yeah. notice seven and eight together, they're both aggressive types. They're both heart repressed. So the way that seven and eight combines is it's like a I know what I want, I go after what I want. Um, and I'm expected to get what I want, sort of. It's this seven and eight together is sort of like Epicurean, like self-indulgent gluttony at seven, but also like this domination and expansion at eight. So that mm. seven, eight stem creates something that is, um, how, how would I put it? I guess just like sort of bratty in a way. Um, but then two adds this flavor of like, of obligation because it's a dependent type. It's, an, it's a super ego type, you know, like, uh, oh, here's what I should do. So this two flavor is going to make things more relational, but also look what's magnified between two and seven is that they're both positive outlook types. Mm. So I think a big thing, this this will help delineate an eight fix is that the eight fix is shovey because the like the presence is expansive and dominating. Um, you're going to like, let's just compare our trifix, which is Two seven eight, we'll say that. So even though we're different order, because she's seven two eight, whatever, it's the same general. It's um, the same trifix, yeah. It's the same trifix. So this, what's being shoved by the eight fix is this optimism and fun of seven and two together, like this, this friendliness, but also this like life is is good kind mm. of flavor. Um, John Lukovich is this Enneagram guy who's very knowledgeable, and he created a whole bunch of nicknames with a couple of his friends uh, for all of the different trifixes. And what he calls this trifix is this uh, smothering jazz hands. <laughs> so you think about the eight fix as like eight and two together. They're both rejection types. So they're both sort of parental in a way. Like the mm. eight fix is sort of fatherly. The two fix is sort of motherly. So this flavor is like, let me offer you something. And then what's being offered is the seven fix. So this like, let me offer a great time to you or let me offer fun. Mm. So like seven, two, eight or two, seven, eight, eight, two, seven, whatever you want to call it no matter which order it is, the general flavor is going to be this shoving at eight of, of like play and connection and yeah. relationalness, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think people hear the word aggressive and they think like angry or upset, but 
I think what's important to to think about when you when you talk about the aid fix is that the word aggressive literally just means like more of, you know, like your presence is just more there and pushy and shovey. Um, maybe you're not shoving anger like or shoving control like a core eight would, but you're shoving your core type, right? And you as a two, you're shoving the giving, right? I don't necessarily shove the giving, even though it's still present. It's not what I'm shoving. It's not what I'm pushing out into the world. And so as a seven, I'm shoving this like thought, like, like possible thoughts and, and fun stories and creative adventure and ideas and things like that. Like that's what I'm shoving into the world. Um, and so it's fascinating to think that we have the same traffics. We, we seem like flavor wise, very similar, but what we're shoving and what's aggressive is very different. And another thing, just based on what you said there, something I read once is that like an eight fix doesn't necessarily make someone aggressive. What the, I mean, just think about the nature of eight, it like an eight fix gives permission or allowance to the other two fixes to just be, you know what I'm saying? So like, whereas if you look at just, let's compare again, let's compare, um, two, seven, eight to two, seven, one. So those, those are different body fixes, but the, the heart space and the head space are the same. And the difference is that the one fix is going to add some flavor of moralism and think about the nature of one. There's this sense of like, I know who I should be and I'm not that. So there's this self-corrective and other corrective flavor of the one fix. So like you could get someone with a one fix that might actually be more literally aggressive than an eight fix because the eight, like think about the way eights and ones that are core eights and ones, the way they deal with justice or whatever, or their Mm. anger, there's a sense of like what's right and wrong. Like eights will be aggressive in their correction, but it's not like a moralistic correction. It's like a, you hurt me or you hurt my people. So now I'm going to fight back. And I don't care if it's like right or wrong. This is just what I'm doing. You know, like there's this unapologetic flavor to eight and there's this very like obedient flavor to one. And so I'm talking about this in the context of trifix in general, that one fix for, for two, seven, one is going to be a lot more um, self-corrective and less just like allowing than a two, seven, eight is. And that's why the seven, eight stem is kind of bratty. See what I'm saying? Mm. Because it's like, oh, I just get what I want. I'm allowed. I'm allowed that. Um, right. Whereas the one fix isn't one fix isn't at all like demanding necessarily, but it is, it can be aggressive. So I think we're talking about like when we're saying aggressive, we're not using that as like an English adjective. We're talking about it in terms of stances. So if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm impressed you made it this far into the episode, but um, <laughs> in general um, stances is like episode three or whatever here. Just going back to the idea of stems, remember that the fixes are combining what's similar and like minimizing what's different between two different types. So I just had a thought where like you could compare, let's for, let's take two really extreme examples. So we'll say, let's pretend someone's a core six and they have one and two fixes. They're mm. going to look very different from someone who's a core six with eight and four fixes. Um, because six, one, two together, those are the three dependent types, the three super ego types. So the flavor of that is like the most kind of like mom, like, I know it's good for you. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. there's this sense of like super ego should being compliant, being obedient at two and and at one and at six. So six, one, two is, it's like, I've heard it's it like- called the ball buster. I've heard it called okay boomer <laughs> because it's this, this triple flavor of like, kind of like, doing it the right way. And so that, that in contrast to six, 
eight, four, you, that's triple reactive, you know? So six, mm. eight, and four, that's that trifix has been called the grenade before. Um, another one, what's the other one called? Oh, public display of affliction. I've heard it called. That's so funny. But in general, six, eight, and four, those are as triple reactive. Now there's what's magnified between those stems is this flavor of like, I'm upset and it's expressed or um, mm. something, something triggers me. Like you pull, you pull the pin and the grenade explodes. So in general, there's this like, that's what's magnified. So we're taking really extreme examples there because um, like the Enneagram always divides into triads. So you look at me and Malia and our, our trifix isn't just one collection of triads, but let's pretend you look at any, any other um, trifix where three of them are in the same triad and you're going to get a really extreme type. Like you could have four, five, nine, that's triple withdrawn. You're going to have a really reserved person, a really mm -hmm. inner focused person, or you could have three, seven, eight, that's triple aggressive. There's this really external person. That's like a very confident, very assertive, whatever, you know? So I think the, topic of trifixes can be really confusing because it's so intricate so complicated it talks about like everything that has to do with the enneagram all mushed into one thing um but it can be really really helpful and so i guess my question slash comment is like in what ways is it important once you know your type to consider thinking about what your trifix is um i can say for me Obviously, I didn't really have a choice because <laughs> I um, it was kind of integral to me finding my my actual type. But I think what's helpful to, to note about the trifixes um, is that your core type is, like we keep saying, running this show. But the other types exist to help the lights stay on, like neurotically, but like dysfunctionally, oh, yeah. you know, dysfunctionally, but. But it's important to recognize the other pieces of your neurotic cycle because I learned about what it was like to live as a two before I knew what it was like to live as a seven. But now that I know that, I can see the ways that my, two, my second neurosis in me was helping my seventh neurosis run and exist and, and be wild in my life, you know? Um, and if I had just started with the seventh neurosis, I would have been out here been like, wow, I'm a gluttonous, I guess. And then <laughs> not realizing the part that the, the two had in that, you know? So I think it's important because it helps you realize that your neurotic cycle is being run more than just the one type or by the one behavior and one motivation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. And I think about like another thing to consider is that just think about like the core passion or sin of each type. And in our trifix, those three would be pride, gluttony, and lust. And when you combine those, like it's important to consider that like those issues don't exist in a vacuum independently from each other. Yeah. You know, like pride is this sense of like, I deserve. And lust is, is this sense of I take what isn't mine. Gluttony mm. is this sense of like, I need more at all times. And so mm -hmm. when you combine that, you get this flavor of like, I'm entitled to taking more of what doesn't belong to me in general. And, and for me, that's like really, I just think in my own faith, like as a Christian, that's really convicting for me. And it's also something I noticed that like, there are other twos who are also dealing with the sin of pride that are also feeling some sense of false entitlement uh, based on this sense of like, I've earned it or I've given or whatever. Um, 
but it's important for me to consider that like my pride is being shoved with eight and being expansive and like greedy or, or gluttonous at seven. And because of that, I need to recognize that like, yeah, I'm going to be a lot more of an assertive person than other twos might be. It doesn't matter in reference to other twos. Ultimately, I need to consider the fact that like my core type isn't the only issue at hand, you know, mm. and it's not existing separately. It's not like, like I can just like switch off the pride switch, you know, and then like my life is done, like everything's great, whatever. Like, I think it's important to realize that people are really nuanced and you listener, Malia, whoever it is, like we're more, we have more things to work on than just one thing. Um, and those things are combining. And if we don't check them, they'll just like grow and expand in, in ways that are unhealthy. That's also like grow and expand our language. Like that's language that I could use to describe my own trifix in a way. But like you look at someone who's like triple withdrawn and they might be continually like shrinking or, um, Mm. you know, like, like shrinking and falling away or just like, you know, like whatever it might be. Um, yeah. They interact. It's like a chemical thing, you know, it's like an equation, chemical equation. They interact. Yeah. That's a great way to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of recap, if you're trying to figure out your own trifix, it's important to remember that they can, it can be a confusing process sometimes, but ultimately each fix in each center is doing a different thing. So again, like the heart, the heart or image fixations show what we feel we should present to the world. So two fix is always going to bring some degree of like um, positive emotions or general, like sweetness and, and generosity to it. Uh, but also with it, this flavor of like um, obligation to others, uh, the three fix is going to provide some sense of like drive to achieve or to adapt um, and to be like repressing one's own emotions in order to like fit a mold successfully. That's a big thing about the three fix is that it wants to fit a mold um, and be recognizable and quintessential in whatever that mold might be. Mm. And the four fix is always going to want to individuate and um, have a negative self-image and assert their own negative feelings in a way. Um, And the sense of like uh, disappointment in the world, I think is going to be there for a four fix. Um, The head fix is going to include this sense of like, generally, how do I deal with the unknown? And so for the five, as a withdrawn type, that is like with a five fix, no matter what your core type is, how I deal with the unknown is by moving away. And I dissect and, and like, look at it in detail and, and try and find some new insight for it. Um, but that adds a flavor of secrecy and a flavor of separation and um, distinction from the world. And the six fix is going to bring some like hypervigilance, some, some sense of like also like being concerned about what could go terribly wrong. And so no matter the core type, someone with a six fix might be prone to thinking about things in like a, how do I put it? Like a, conspiracy theory way because it's this sense of like anything could go wrong and so like i think donald trump is a great example i think that man it's it's debated whether he's a core eight or a core three i think he's an eight um but you'll notice like he has a six fix and so when he enters mental space it's like everyone's out to get him you know like everyone's out to get donald trump and so the narrative he presents to the world is like oh they're they're scheming this is like you know like there's just this like kind of manic energy that shows up in the six fix um and the seven fix, I suppose, is also manic in a way, but like in a different way. It's like manic for stimulation um, and just kind of like what could go right? What are the possibilities? Um, I'm interested and just like this general desire to change it up, this this want, this yearning to like switch things for no reason. And I think that's mm-hmm. like, that's the reason I mistyped as a seven when I first learned the Enneagram before I understood trifix. The seven fix in me was making me think I was a seven because it's like, oh, I always have this urge to change things for no reason because I hate when mm-hmm. they stay the same. And then the eight fix and the nine fix and the one fix and the body types um, 
the eight fix again gives some degree of like allowance to the other two fixes to just be um, there's some degree of assertion and expansion and domination. The nine fix is too forgiving. It's too agreeable and it is sort of shrinking the self in a way, shrinking one's presence and just being generally, um, how would I put it? Just flowy in a way it's, it's becomes fuzzy. Like a nine fix makes things fuzzy and unclear. Um, and then also the one fix is going to add some degree of like rigidity, like a, how do how would I put it? Just like stiff shoulders in a way. Hmm. Um, and this, this sense of like concern about doing the right thing and engaging with what is, um, what's true and good, this sense of goodness or badness and all that. Yeah. So that was like a brief rundown. And a quick disclaimer is that try fixes are try for a reason. You only have three and um, one is designated to each center. I, I feel like people know the Enneagram and then they're like, there's so many, I relate to all of them. I have try fixes everywhere. And you're like, no, you only have three and you have one in each center. So you cannot have a two and a three fix uh, you can't have a five and a six fix. You can't have a nine and a one fix. Like you have one of them. If you um, are still fuzzy on your core type and you're feeling like you have uh, two fixes in the center, maybe you are, maybe that is your core type and one of them is a wing, um, <laughs> but you can't have yeah. two fixes. Um, I think that's just helpful because it, it seems kind of like it is, it is very confusing when you're first learning it. Yeah, there are some people who argue that like just the same way a core type has a wing, like fixes have wings. I think that is very nuanced and just like really confusing. So like mm -hmm. if you want to explore that, do your own work. But just like if I had incorporated that into my schema, you know, like maybe I wouldn't have caught that. I actually really thought Malia was a seven, you know, because it could have been like, oh, she just has a seven fix with a six wing or whatever. It's like right. you can make it that nuanced if you want. I think like I think trifix is helpful, but if you're not certain about your core type or you're not certain about whatever, um, it might just be like this blurry soup of like the Enneagram, like throw it all in there. And then it's like, okay, I hope that's a helpful tool. But like, I right. think it can get really murky if you're just overcomplicating things. So like, if you feel, if you feel like this isn't like, if this is just confusing your understanding of the Enneagram or just like it's murking it up because you don't know your core type or because you haven't mm. learned um, about the other triads, like object relations or about stances or about um conflict orientation like those are things you should probably focus on first um but i think this is helpful overall um and it's it's fun to think about but it it shouldn't be the starting point yeah whoops because we're at the end of the episode <laughs> i know we should, <laughs> and you've we clearly always lived <laughs> no, no no yeah i think that there's so much to say about trifixes that we are still learning so much about trifixes and we will continue to to bring new information and, and talk about it, especially when we get into like character uh, analysis, um, that it's going to be really big, that we're just going to keep, keep bringing up new information um, and maybe even some confessionals, but uh, yeah, keep, <laughs> yeah, you never keep, know. <laughs> keep learning along with us and, um, and we're taking it one step at a time, but it is so, so key. It's so important. And one of my favorite things about about the Enneagram that I've learned so far, I think, uh, because it really does uh, give a bigger picture of what it is to be human in the complexities of, of how we exist in the world. So uh, it's really good stuff. I would agree. I think that's really good. Yeah. Like Malia said, like we are still learning so much about this. I think there are going to be things going to be throwing out there in future episodes. It's like, oh, I never realized it's about this kind of fix. Um, right. You know, because 
to be completely real, I didn't ever take Trifix seriously until a couple months ago and started actually thinking, oh, maybe this is like worth considering. I mean, I it's not that I didn't thought it was like null and void. I just didn't think it really mattered or make it made a big difference. Um, but I think it actually does make a big difference. So we are yeah. we are learning. Welcome to our journey. Uh, <laughs> join in, <laughs> learn with us. Um, I hope this was helpful or interesting at the very least. Um, and of course, like you guys can go do your own research. Um, there's there's not a ton out there, but it's probably worth looking into if you're confused or curious. <laughs> so this is this is pretty much it, y'all. Um, <laughs> if you want to find us on Instagram, that's not my type enneagram. We're gonna tell you go go find us on spotify go find us on instagram go find us on facebook whatever you wanted to do find us on apple don't find us on facebook (laughs) on apple podcast yo we need some reviews throw them out there um thanks for listening guys we'll see you later all right bye guys (laughs) find us at enneagram (laughs) find us at enneagram we run the enneagram find us at the enneagram Did you know we're not real people? We're just concepts (laughs) lurking on a figure? (laughs) Uh, We're already getting too introspective. That would be, oh, that would be too much for them, anyone to handle.